Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to That Movie List Podcast and we have got an absolutely bizarre episode for you today because usually we'd have a list straight from the off but we're going to do things slightly differently. That voice, that that <laughs> that, that murmur you heard was Dave. How are you Dave? I'm alright, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to this. Well, it'll be interesting how it works. Yeah, so this came from your wife, your good lady wife, this idea. So either she's completely reinvigorated the podcast, gone a completely different direction, this will be amazing, and this is how we do it from now on, or we'll just record this episode and never speak of it again. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So the plan for this episode, as you'll know from the title, is mystery lists. Mm. So we both compiled, will you stop doing that? Like you're having a tasty Mm. donut, like what's going Mm. on? Is that a hint? (laughs) Mm. Is it? Mm. So the idea is... I'm wondering now. The idea is that we've both compiled a movie-related list. Yours is movie-related, right? Yes. We're not going completely wrong. No, 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 it's movie-related. We've both compiled a movie-related list, and we haven't told each other what the list is. We're going to count down the films the same way we normally do, but rather than count down films on the same list, they're going to be counting down films on two completely different lists, and the other one, by the end of it, has got to guess what the list is. As I'm saying it... (laughs) I'm thinking, oh, is this an idea that was better in text than Maybe, it is yeah. in... But ah, we'll Maybe. see. It might work, it might not work. Um, have you tried to screw me over? With the list or... or no, no yes, sorry. in general, no, with the list. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I, I think it's achievable. Did you have a list... Did, like, So, when this popped up, I had first of all I had a proper list in mind. I was like, I'm doing that one. Now. I yep. thought, no, you'll get it within three films. Okay. And then I thought, I've got another one that's a solid list, like one we would do as a normal episode, mm. but I think will just be random enough that it'll be an interesting one to try and guess the link. That's kind of what I've gone. That's for. what I've gone for as well. I think I think mine's almost a two-parter. Right. Okay. There's almost two criteria to my list, but and I think you might get one, and the other ones are a bonus one. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. So, who's going first? Um, I'll go first, if you like, because it's my fault this list came up. Well, it's your wife's fault. <laughs> well, yeah. I suppose I'm, you married her. I take in proxy. Um, all right. So, my number five, and this is going to surprise you, is Paddington 2. Okay. Okay. Now, so, I mean, this is the bit where we usually talk about how the film links with our list. Hmm. So are you going to try and do that without giving the list away? Yeah, well, I mean, when I watched Paddington 2, I think... I'm not sure I was in the right frame of mind. So, oh, I mate. think... Oh, <laughs> mate, it's not a kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think... I think... I've seen clips of it in the like since watching it fully, and the clips are really good. And right. I'm thinking that when I watched it, I didn't think it was particularly good. Really? And I'm thinking that I'm thinking that it probably it probably warrants another go. Right. Now, how are we doing the guessing of this? 
Wait to the end? Save it till the end. Right, save it to the end. Okay, so I've already got an idea of what your list is. Okay, good. Okay, so. Good. Um, I love Paddington 2, straight from the off. Yeah. Absolutely love that film. I yeah. can't wait for Paddington 3. Are they doing a Paddington 3? They absolutely are doing a Paddington 3. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they should just go full horror. To be yeah, it's <laughs> a change the genre. That'd Completely change it. I think it's due a mix. That's it. <laughs> but no, I, I, it's one of those that couldn't be more wholesome if it tried. There's mm. nothing bad about Paddington. You just proper love it, and he's just a proper little dude. And like yeah. from the beginning, where he loses his family, and just oh, I think it was too. It was too similar to the first one, and there were two. It followed the same pattern. You went to prison. Yeah, but. I know, I know. All films are fairly generic. You've a bit of peril, and yeah, then yeah. some some hilarity ensues. But no, I thought there were like the set piece with the bathtub and the brushing your teeth, and like the there was the equivalent set piece in the other one as well. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It just oh, felt a bit cliche. I love it. Okay, then. So your number five for your mystery list is Paddington Two. Paddington Two. My number five in my mystery list is A Star Is Born. Okay, interesting. Along the same lines, I don't rate this film as highly as most other people rate it, which is why it's number five in this list. Okay. Okay. Oh, it would be hilarious if we'd done the same list. <laughs> I was going to ask that question. <laughs> what are the chances? What are the chances we've got the same films in our lists? Uh, we spent a lot of time <laughs> together. It could be the same. Um, but you can't argue with the quality of it, and you can't argue with how well to put put together the story is and how well it's updated on the bazillion original movies they've already done. Yeah. So it's one of those films, I didn't quite enjoy it because I kind of saw where it was going Mm -hmm. and I didn't buy into all of the heartache and heartbreak the way that like a lot of other people did. Yeah. And it felt a little forced at the end for me. You know, when really? Gaga was singing her song to the whole crowd of people and my wife's blubbing away, I'm there going, yeah. eh, I'm not that bothered. <laughs> but I do love Shallow. Yep. I love that. I've, I've seen, I still think that's Gaga's best song and Bradley Cooper's, incidentally. That's right. Well, the help, have you have you listened to the soundtrack? I've though? never listened to the actual soundtrack. The soundtrack is genuinely good. Cooper's some impressive. good songs on that. Yeah, he is. Cooper is impressive as a proper gruff singer. You, you can see him as like a country star. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. So, um... Yeah, and he's amazing in it as well. So Gaga's amazing in it. He's amazing in it. Um, it's just put together really well. Yeah, I just don't rate it as highly, but it deserves its place on this list. Yeah, oh, I loved that film. I thought it was a great. Yeah, film. I know. I know you loved it. Yeah, yeah. Right then, your number four. So you have Paddington two. Yep. What's your number four? My number four again. It's going to surprise you, Ben. It's Zoolander. Right. Okay. Okay. Now. Already, you've screwed my idea of what your. Oh, list that's is. good. That's good. That was the intention. That's good. Um, so, <laughs> Zoolander. Yeah, it, Zoolander's one of those films similar to A Star Is Born that everyone seems to rate quite highly, and there's some very quotable bits from it that I didn't get. I just didn't get it, and I don't know whether it's. I don't know whether I watched it too young. Or, or what but I just didn't get it I didn't understand it I didn't find it funny I just found it really really boring and I'm pretty sure I watched it on a flight for the first time and it was just I, I didn't understand it I, I I didn't get it I'm absolutely with you 
I don't rate it either. No. I don't rate... There's a, there's a, there's like a certain area of comedy that's not for me. And mm. Anchorman almost kind of fits into there too. And a couple mm, of the okay. Will Ferrell things where it's there's this like type of comedy where it seems almost absurdist and always a bit like it's where the character's the funnier part of it than the actual story and the scenes they're in. Yeah. So like com- like the best comedy for me is stuff like um, just off the top of my head, stuff like Dumb and Dumber, I think is, is absolutely amazing because it's crazy characters yeah. in ridiculous situations. Yeah. Zoolander seemed to be, look how funny this character is. Mm. Okay, well, yeah, he's, he's just doing the same thing, I feel, at all. Like Wayne's World, really funny characters, crazy situations, gag after gag after gag. Yeah. Zoolander, you're almost going, where's the jokes? Yeah. It, 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 it seem to be bits that people think are great, but I don't seem to get where the gags are. And when I first watched Anchorman, it was the same thing. Yeah. That was one I, the more I watched it, the more I'm like, oh, actually, now I can see where Pretty the humour is here. But the first time, I was like, I don't understand why people love this movie. Yeah. I think that some of the, everything that isn't Borat from Sasha Baron Cohen feels similar as well. Yeah. <laughs> there's a certain element to that. So, yeah, there's, there's something about like the kind of, com- I, I, see, I'm not someone, if someone asks me like favourite genre movies, I don't go comedy. Ever, so no. I find comedy films really difficult to get behind. So I don't find comedy films that funny. We're having a beer. <laughs> this, this is for, for the old school listeners. Yeah, this is a lubricated podcast. It is. Yeah, um, for the I'm new listeners, was, that was, won't mean anything. I was trying to open my beer very quietly, and then we both looked at each other when I started pouring it because yeah, it sounds like you're having a wee, mate. It does sound like <laughs> having a wee. Yeah. Plus that, and because you've you've poured it really badly, which is also really distracting. So now it I'm is. wondering how the hell I'm going to pour my beer without it being really bad. I'm going to give you my number four, and then I'm going to give you a go pour it in a beer while you talk about my number four. Yes, please. What's your number four, Ben? Chef. Chef? Chef. Wow, Have okay. you ever seen Chef? The guy from South no, Park? No, the guy from South Park. Chef is the John Favreau movie. Nope. Okay, so John, John Favreau movie about a chef. <laughs> oh, shocker! <laughs> wow. <laughs> who has who has this amazing restaurant, and he's an amazing chef. And a guy comes in. I can't remember who plays the the critic. It might even be someone like Dustin Hoffman or someone like. No, I don't think it's Dustin Hoffman. But anyway, critic comes in and slates his food, rips okay. it apart, and then Favreau just loses it on this critic and that goes viral mm. to the point where Favreau's kind of becomes a bit of like a, a joke as a chef yep. so he decides to chuck it all in and buy a food van and go touring around America with his slightly estranged son and his eccentric head head sous chef and make um, kind of street food for the people of America and as they travel around he bonds with his son he reignites his passion for cooking he, it's one of those Ooh. movies where you're going, nothing's really happening, but I, it's really, really fun to watch. Like, and there's, it's just really good and it's just really kind of um, enjoyable and Favreau's great in it and you love the relationships between the characters and it's just really well put together. There's a scene that it's ridiculous where and and the food being made is amazing to mm. the point where you are literally getting hungry watching it. Right. He makes a cheese toasted sandwich. It's all he's making a cheese toasty, and the way he makes it with the care and attention to it, and you and it just goes through the steps. It takes about three minutes on screen. Yeah, and he 
carves it all up and does it and he, slides, and he does it on like a big hot plate and all the rest of it yeah. and he serves it to his son who's watching his iPad and he just picks it up and eats it like and you're right, just watching okay. you're like dude and it's like the greatest <laughs> cheese toasted sandwich that kibble have ever tasted but he's so used to tasting it it doesn't matter nice and there's no peril there's no like there's the odd little moment of drama but really nothing happens it just feels like Favreau wanted to go on a road trip and make kind of food as he was travelling um Okay, and it's it's fantastic. It's great, and um, for the category I've picked, it fits right in there. It's a little bit self indulgent from John Favreau, to be completely honest with you. Okay. But then from this movie, he also started a show called Chef, where he teamed up with the real life chef that kind of made the food, mm. and they get celebrities on and show them how to make the food from the film, and people cool. love that as well. So it's it's really good. That's but, cool. So. Star is Born's number five. Chef's nice. number four. Interesting. Okay, well, I've got no idea what your list is at the moment, so this okay. is exciting. I think you might get it <clears throat> later up down the list. Chef's a little bit of a curveball. Okay, good. So All we right. might get a little bit more. I'm going to put this mic down and open a beer. Well, that's fine. Well, my my number three is also a bit of a curveball, but in the interest of padding and making sure that I, uh, I, I take enough time for you to pour this beer... Um, I'm going to share with you my toasted cheese, my toasted cheese sandwich. Uh, I'm also going to do it really noisily for everyone that's listening. So, <laughs> I'm going to share my toasted cheese sandwich recipe that I used to do. My my hack, if you will. So I used to get two two pieces of uh, frozen bread and a piece of processed cheese and some tomato sauce and put them all in the microwave for a minute until the cheese melted and the cheese the the bread defrosted and that was my melted cheese sandwich. Sounds minging. Yeah, it was. But okay, yeah. <laughs> That, that was how I used to do it, just for something quick and easy. That's really weird as well, because that's exactly how John Favreau makes it in the film. <laughs> that's bizarre. So, yeah, I'll go with that. That's fantastic. Good. So, yeah, my number three is a bit of a... It's, it's the oddball in my list. And I wanted to include it because of how much I enjoyed the others in the series. And I, it's Star Trek Into the Darkness. Right, okay. So... The first Star Trek film from the reboot was great. Chris um, Pine. Amazing. Excellent. Flawless. Yeah. Like legitimately flawless. Yeah. Casting was fantastic. Oh. The the story was good. The the whole the whole the whole film was just Star Trek's back. It was you went out of that cinema going, I want to see the second Star Trek and meet like it was one of those films when the credits rolled, you were gutted. Yeah. Because the it ended. Yeah. It was I couldn't believe how much I loved the first Star Trek movie. Yeah. And I remember uh, Joe from uh, that res- the Wrestling Predict cast yep. also uh, loves the Star Trek movie. So, uh... hi Joe. Listening to the yeah. Wrestling Predict cast um, <laughs> for all your wrestling needs. Absolutely. But yeah, so Into the Darkness, I think, was a... I felt like it was a bit of a disappointment. It felt like it went back to um, paint by Star Trek numbers. Okay. A little bit. I think... I don't think the baddie gave much peril. Oh, Khan. And Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And, yeah, I just think... I think it was a missed opportunity. I think it was a misstep in the franchise. And I think that's... It's the reason why the franchise stalled a little bit. After such a good opener. Right. <clears throat> Two things here. This doesn't fit with your list at all. Okay, right. Your, set, your number four was Zoolander. Correct. The first one. Yeah. Zoolander and Paddington 2, yeah. Right, okay. 
Second of all, I really rate Into Darkness. I genuinely do. I think it gets a proper hard time because it's not Star Trek. It's not the first one. Yeah. But there's almost an element of you were never going to get close. They couldn't get close to that first movie. Yeah. It was too perfect and they kept, it was lightning in a bottle. You were never going to be able to repeat that. And it's still got amazing set pieces. Kirk's still brilliant. The Spock stuff's great. Cumberbatch is absolutely solid as a villain. And there's still some really cool... Mo- like, the bit where the ship comes out of the water at the, at the beginning and that Star Trek Yeah, theme, from the poster. And, and you just yeah. go, oh, you know what? I'm in. I'm in. Now, Star Trek Beyond, mm. that is random. Yep. Because that's not even a Star Trek movie. That's like an extended episode of a TV show. That's weird, that one. Yeah, again. But <clears throat> it, I think I think Into the Darkness derailed it. I think it had the opportunity of being something amazing and it ended up just being another Star Trek Beyond series. I know it's not Beyond you're talking about. Beyond's bizarre because it doesn't. it feels like they rushed a Star Trek film. Mm. It just came out. And you, I, went, I remember going to see it going, all oh, right. Yeah. Okay. It's not bad. No, it's all right. It's not. Doesn't like Star Trek was a. You know, you heard us. Star Trek was amazing. Yeah, and it's just absolutely diminishing returns. Yeah, like, like really bad. So, yeah. I don't got a lot of time for Into Darkness. Well, again, I, I, I mean, I've seen Star Trek a few times, but I, I watched Into the Darkness once at the cinema, and I've not really been tempted to go back to it. But I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Right. Right. What's your number three? got an idea of what your list is a new idea of what your list is okay hi dave here from that movie list podcast and you know me i live for the little surprises that life throws at you finding a fiver in the pocket of an old coat thinking you'd eaten the last biscuit in the tin only to discover there's an entire second layer waking up thinking your alarm will be going off soon then realizing it's 2 a.m and you can just roll over and go back to sleep well i've got another surprise for you Remember wrestling from the 90s and early 2000s? Well, it's still happening today under the WWE brand. And even better, the Views from the Sofa Network has a podcast about it to help get you back up to speed. On it, the guys preview the upcoming main events and predict the outcomes of each match as part of an ongoing league. There's also the opportunity for you to win free WWE merch each round by playing along as well. So, if you want to restart your love affair with wrestling and potentially win some merch, why not listen in to the Wrestling Predict Cast wherever you get your podcasts from? My number three is Rocky Three. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Now, arguably, that if you take the Creed movies out of it, mm-hmm. second best Rocky? Where does Rocky Three fit on your list of Rockies? I taking take the Creeds out because I think Creed might kind of tip they, it tips in Creed's favour now. I think, but I yeah. don't count them as proper Rocky movies. They're the story; they're part of the story. I don't count them as proper Rocky movies. I'd probably put it as four, fourth, at the you five. Put, you put Rocky Three as the fourth best movie out of the five. I think I the would. bit where he fights Mister T. I think I would. Are you mad? <laughs> Are you mad? All right, what's your first, what are the others? I'd have one, five, and two above three. Not five. Do you mean six? Balboa's six. Sorry, yeah. Five's the one where he has a street fight at the end. With, one, with... five, six. One, five, and six above it. You'd have the one where he has the street fight with his protege. It's a good film. It's solid. It's, it's solid. I'm going to give you that. It's solid. It was rubbish as a kid, but it's good now. It's solid. No, it is solid. It's better than it needs to be. Yeah. And it's, it gets a bum deal. Yeah. 
But Rocky Three sets the benchmark for the Rockies. Rocky Three's Eye of the Tiger for a start. Mm. Rocky Three is Mr. T, Pity the Fool. Yeah. It's Mickey getting hit and, and spoilers, dying. Yeah. It's the proper comeback. Forget Apollo. It's Apollo Creed dying. Yeah. True. No, it's not. No, it's not that's Apollo two. Creed dying. That's four. Because he gets killed by the Russian. That's four. Yes, you're yeah. right. You're but it's right. Apollo Creed training Rocky. Yep. You know, what a story. Yeah. Yeah. And Stallone on form. The Stallone playing like comfortable Rocky. Yeah. Proper Rocky. Now, it's a little bit when Rocky becomes a blockbuster movie. Yes. Rocky 1 and 2 are indie films. Like legitimate indie films, like proper underdog, yeah. not much of a budget, kind of being seen, proper story. Rocky Three is when Hulk Hogan literally appears and throws him out of the ring. Yeah. But it elevates in scale. It's decent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. Stallone's got a good control of what's going on. So, okay. yeah. So, um, I'd go, for me, Balboa is, Balboa is arguably the best Rocky movie. It's because for me, it's the greatest hits. Yeah. It just, it's everything you want. It's like, because you go to see a Rocky movie, when you went to see Balboa, you just wanted to see the best bits of every Rocky, and Stallone went, yeah, that's what we're going to give you. Yep. Yep. Rocky 3 is the best bits of every Rocky movie before you realise they were the best bits. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's, I would go, I would, you know, Rocky 3 is the third in my very random list, which also contains A Star is Born and Chef. Fascinating. I've got no idea still on your list. This is... You keep on, you keep on throwing me. Each each choice has led me down a different path. I am giving you clues each time. Okay, the clues are in there. Okay, yeah. Likewise, likewise. I figured you're that mate. All right, good. Number two, good. Okay, number two. Sexy beast. Okay, I don't have a clue what your list is. <laughs> I take it that's your number two, and you that's just, my number you just, two. You just don't, you just don't realise that you were standing next no, to Adonis. No, that wasn't uh, that wasn't a revelation. Wasn't a compliment. Go no, uh, yeah, but sexy beast. So I think this has got a cult status. Yeah, absolutely. Film. And I think like the your your Ray Winston, your Ben Kingsley's in it. I've got the sort of the proper the, the gravitas, and they've got the the they get the kudos from that film. Yes. I didn't like it. Did you hear the hype before you watched it? Yeah. 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 And it's what you're expecting from it. That's that's the key is what you're expecting from it. Yeah. Kingsley's amazing in it. He's terrifying. He always is. He, he always is. is. Kingsley pulls it out regardless of yeah. he, he plays the hood in Thunderbirds and is the best thing in a terrible movie. Yeah, absolutely. But like He's amazing in it. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I, lo- I, I really liked that film. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm not sure. Maybe in the wrong mood. Didn't didn't get it. I, I don't know. Don't know. Some of the problem might have been where I got it from. So it came on a... I th- I'm almost certain it came inside something I bought on eBay. <laughs> I bought something else completely unrelated and it was in the box with it. And it's like, oh, great, okay. That's that's the so like so that. you got you got the thing you wanted yeah 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 but sexy beast was in there too yeah so no idea why what you bought I can't remember no idea but I'm, it, it came it was something like that it arrived unexpectedly I didn't I knew of it but I hadn't gone out there to go and watch it and then I watched it and watched it and thought 
No, so. fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, I've not got much. I've not seen it in ages. Ray Winston's great. And it is is one for you. The best thing Ray Winston's been in. No, sorry. The best Ray Winston has been in a thing. Um, I'd say it's those gambling adverts. <laughs> where he's the where he's the floating head yeah. in the in the. Oh god, I don't even know what what gambling freaking thing he they're does. Not, they're not paying us. Really so that's fair. Yeah, why, why give him that? That's true. But um, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think he's fantastic in that role. I think he plays it really well. He Cock, does. Cockney wide boys. He's essentially playing advice. the bloke from Sexy Beast, isn't it? Well, he's, Ray Winston plays Ray Winston. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you, but he plays him well. <laughs> does he? Because <laughs> Ray Winston's one of those people. Who go, oh, Ray Winston's in this, but then when he is, you kind of go, oh, he's really ruining this. <laughs> so like. Indiana Jones 4 yeah. was struggling well it wasn't struggling as it was yeah. but Winston does not help that movie no Black Widow is the most recent thing I've seen him in mm. he's the bad guy in Black Widow mm. and he's doing a he's doing a Russian accent with a very 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 clear Cockney uh, <laughs> Cockney <laughs> slang it's a global world like, Ben it's a global going, world he's <laughs> going oh Ray just, just try not to be too Ray will you mate I mean yeah. Jesus Christ how does he and go it, how does he sound Oh, terrible. Um, it was, it's one of those, and it's literally, I did this in the cinema, it's one of those situations where, like, and he appears in the first 10 minutes, it's not a spoiler, he appears in the first 10 minutes, and you clear that he's the villain. And it's one of those where, like, the villain appears, yeah. and you go, oh, it's Ray Winston. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's Ray Winston. Oh, gutted. You know. I liked it. I, I, I saw Scum. Scum's the one that was like the Borstal movie. Saw oh, that. Right, yeah. He's all right in that because yep. he just plays young Ray Winston. You imagine that he literally came from Borstal to go to do a movie about That's Borstal. Fair, yeah. yeah. And Sexy Beast is kind of similar. He plays a an ex East End gangster who's caught up with by a. I liked it. I, I, yeah. I remember liking it. So okay. I can't think of any other Ray Winston movies except Scum, Sexy Beast, Indiana Jones Four, and now Black Widow. Legitimately. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, the, the Departed. He's in The Departed. Oh, is he? Of course yeah. he is. Of yeah. course he is. Because he's a, he's a gangster. Okay, right. I know what your I know what your list is. Okay, good. Done. Good. What's your number two then, Ben? Fences. Wow, you've gone out just for household objects? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Toaster's number one. No, Fences, the Denzel Washington movie. Yep. Um, you didn't like this, did you? No, didn't like it. I loved this movie. I thought he was a mate. Like, this is peak Denzel Washington for me. I like Denzel Washington when he's a badass. I like yep. it when he's playing the equaliser and Man on Fire. Yeah. But here he's just scary, nasty dad. And it's just a proper, solid Denzel Washington performance. And it's just that scene where he, where his son's like, do you love me? And he just essentially mm. rips the kid apart. Like, I don't need to love you. I feed you, don't I? Put yeah. a house, I put a roof over your head. What's the matter with you? I don't need to love you. It doesn't matter if I love you. And it's just... Just brutal, <laughs> but he's he's every like every moment he's on screen, he's incredible. He makes that whole movie, and like kind of makes sense because you know Denzel directed it, but it it's this perfect little Denzel Washington movie. It's just it like it would definitely make my top five Denzel Washington films. I think as well, would it? I think it really would. I like I the action know. movies. I've got a lot of time for Denzel Washington being an action star. Yes, definitely. But this is like Denzel Washington acting, acting. This is definitely up there. I proper enjoyed You know, you just love a movie. It's like, mm. this is great. And Fences was one of those. And then Viola Davis is amazing in it as well. So, huh. yeah. 
it's really weird. I saw a clip from the stage show because Denzel Washington's in the stage show as well. Yeah. And when he was doing the scene where he's ripping into his son, mm. people were laughing like it was played for comedy. Okay. It's really bizarre because you watch it in the film, it's not funny. No, it's, it's really straight. like, Jesus. Yeah. But like the whole bit was like, you know, I don't matter if I love you, I put a roof over your head, don't I? And it's just like people are like, oh, yeah. And it's like, what? This isn't funny. This is not a funny scene. <laughs> well, it's not played for comedy whatsoever. So, yeah, it was a bit of a weird one, that. But, oh. yeah, Den- Den- Denzel Washington in Fences. Wow. I've got no idea what your list is. Genuinely. No. Now, you see, so behind behind the curtain, listeners, when we were, when we were discussing this before we started, um, we were a little bit concerned. Well, no. We, ma- we made the comment that we would be listening to what each other said more intensely because we're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. I'm finding myself completely ignoring everything you're saying and trying to just sitting there thinking, what on earth has his star is born got to do with fences and chef? Yeah. Um, yeah, that could be that. Yeah. Cause your wife made the comment. You're actually going to listen to what each other say mm. as if we I'm not, don't, I'm not listening to you. I'm not listening. I'm that listening might to you less your, than usual. That might be your, your 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 error here. I think with the last movie, you might get it. Okay, I hope so. I hope so. I can give you an extra clue if you still don't know by the end. Okay, great. All right, good. I have got yours. Good. Okay. Your number one, Dogma, is my number one. Behave. Dogma is not your number one. Dogma is my number one. Oh, behave. <laughs> Has that messed up your list? No, it's not messed up my list. It's I, I don't agree with you. Oh, okay, interesting. Go on, say it. So, Dogma. Yeah. Great film. I'll be... No, no. No. Absolutely love this film. No. Or, or I should have done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you really screwed me then. I thought, no, don't do that. No, because like, now I'm done. No. It, I watched Dogma too young, for sure. You reckon? Yeah. Because... This film is right up my street. Yeah. It's it's a a clever cleverly written comedy that's got some silliness to it as well. Yeah. In a unique sort of setting. And I didn't like it. I didn't get it. I I I didn't fi- I think I don't think I understood it. Okay. And Again, I don't know whether it's down to age, whether it's because it was a slow starter and I got bored. I don't oh, know. Of dogma. But, oh. Yeah. But I mean, you've got your likes, you've got your your, your Damons, your Afflecks, your um, Rickmans in it. Like, oh, yeah. The, there's Alanis Morissette, the Chris yeah. Rock, yeah. Uh, the lady from Men in Black One that I don't remember her name. Yeah. They're all um, in it. They're, yeah. And including Silent Bob and Jay. Mm. Yeah, everything about that movie is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. See, opposite for me, that was like that was like a mind blower. That was one of those where I was kind of, oh, I'll watch this, and watched it, and was like, this is one of the this. I love this movie. It was just yeah. everything I wanted it to be. Like Damon and, and Affleck are so cool in that film. Yeah, like the whole avenging it, like pissed off angels essentially. Yeah, and the kind of. The bit where they just wipe out that whole boardroom of people, and and st- the violence in it, and like Jay and Silent. But it's the first time I'd seen Jay and Silent Bob. I watched 
Dogma might have even actually been my first Kevin Smith movie, I think. Yeah, so that's the thing. It, it, you watch them out of order, you'd, like the yeah. Jay and Silent Bob bits. But Yeah, so I didn't under, really understand Jay and Silent Bob, and then obviously mm. go to Clerks and stuff. I've not seen it in forever, but I remember absolutely loving it. I thought it was just brilliant. Nice. Um, yeah, I can't, yeah. So yeah, I mean, Dog, Dogma's number, my number one, I think. Yeah, I don't think there could be a clearer pick for me. Okay. What's your number one, Ben? A Quiet Place. Interesting. Um, Great film. This is this blew me away. This movie, mm. like, like I remember sitting in the cinema just on the. Uh, no, it wasn't. I, I don't think I saw this one in the cinema. No, I saw this one. I wanted, I wanted to see the second one in the cinema. It never happened, but. This was sat at home in my living room, just edge of my seat from the beginning of this movie to the very end. Yeah. Again, it's five star, perfect film, and it's just so expertly handled and so expertly put together. Yeah. And John Krasinski's amazing in it as the dad, and he's so different to Jim from The Office. He's yeah. such like a rugged kind of gruff family man. Yeah. And the whole like the monsters are almost secondary to the story of like him and his deaf daughter and him trying to bring them up in the world and everything. Emily Blunt's amazing in it for the whole pregnancy scene. And, mm. and this, the world building around it's incredible. Yeah. The whole, oh yeah. That, like quiet place two is going to be exciting. I still haven't seen it. Quiet place two is going to be exciting for exploring this world that yeah. is beyond this farm. Yeah, everything down to the the creaky floorboards where they've put the footsteps and you just think well how did they even get to that point yeah like everything about it is built so perfectly and it's just for you know I think it John Krasinski directed it and I think it's like his third movie or something and it just it just jumps it it's just yeah. amazing the fact that he goes from the couple of really random films he directed to this yeah. and it being so perfect and I just really hope Quiet Place 2 is as good like, yeah. I really want it to be like I said I haven't got around to watching it it might even be the Halloween film that me and my wife watched this year to be fair now I thought about it but that's true that's a good shout yeah but no Quiet Place for me just just an incredible film and it was, was when I put together this list that was number one straight away like boom straight in there gotta be right so okay um, interesting you got any honourable mentions um no, you 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 mentioned one. I mentioned I, one of your I almost mentions. that almost made my list, and that was Thunderbirds. Oh, mate! But uh, mate, I talked about this. We were driving. We were driving. Did a long drive with my family, and I put together a playlist that we could all enjoy. And busted Thunderbirds. Our go was on that playlist. Good what song. a great song that Good is! Good song. What a shocking movie Thunderbirds <laughs> is. Thunderbirds is a home run. Like, yep. just take one of the episodes and turn it into a live action movie don't mess with it just take one of the episodes would be enough yep you know the first one where they're trying to land the plane and they've got to drive the cars and land the wings on the on cars the yeah I remember watching that as a kid like on the edge of my seat yeah like genuinely the most exciting thing I'd ever seen by the age of six yeah like it was incredible if you just made that into the movie it, you'd have nailed it yeah True. and they turned it into a kids film and the Thunderbirds are barely in it. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I was so I was genuinely annoyed watching Thunderbirds. There's a list. Films that have made you angry. <laughs> we might go for that one. Um, Any, how about you? Honourable mentions? Yeah, three. 
Okay. Two that most people, when they hear the list, will go, why haven't you put those in? And one that is like the sixth movie. So okay, the right, sixth right, that, movie... That sentence has screwed up my uh, my thought. Great. The sixth movie is The Town. Okay. Starring Ben Affleck. Proper, decent, solid thriller. Ben Affleck's great in it. Yeah. Kind of a gangster movie, kind of a, a raid movie where he steals loads of money at the beginning and then it, it's the he's being captured and caught and all the rest of it. Yep. The two that people think should definitely be in this list and aren't are Unforgiven and Citizen Kane. Now, got a lot of time for Citizen Kane, but didn't enjoy it as most people did. And I haven't seen Unforgiven in ages, so I didn't feel justified talking about it. So, I know your list. Or I know a version of your list. Might not be exactly, but I know a version of your list. Okay. I've got no idea with your list. I can give you another clue after this. But your list is film either films you thought were going to be good and were disappointed by, or films you think you need to watch again to enjoy. Yes, you're right. It's films that, <laughs> films that I think I need to watch again to, because I'd enjoy them. Okay. You're right. That's half it. That's the half I thought you might get. There is a second part to my list. Now, is it a clever wordplay? Nope. Okay, good. Because you kept calling Star Trek Into Darkness, Into the Darkness. I kept thinking you were doing it on purpose. No, I thought I'd missed the out on my list on my phone. And I hadn't. <laughs> cool. Good. No, it's not. Because you kept going into the darkness after I'd said into darkness. I'm going, he's trying to be clever here. He's doing a Dave. <laughs> he's trying to put together some clever little wordplay where all the titles are going to be Ben, you're a loser. Because no. <laughs> you've done it before. I have done that you've before. You've done it before. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. No. Clues for the second part? Um, Paddington 2. Paddington 2, Zoolander, Star Trek Into Darkness, <laughs> Sexy Beast, and Dogma. Films you weren't in the right frame of mind when you were watching. You kept saying that. No, no, no. So that, that's all part of the, the films I need to watch again. Yeah. Go on then. Don't know. So these are films that I need to watch again that star a Ben. Oh, behave. So behave. Got- that's amazing. Did you do that on purpose? Yeah. That's amazing. So I've got a Ben Wishaw Yeah. Paddington 2. Got Ben Stiller and Zoolander. Got Ben and Dick Cumberbatch. I'm annoyed about this. In three. I'm ben Kingsley and Ben Affleck. I'm annoyed I didn't get this. There that's incredible. That's incredible. I'm pleased with that. So that's good. Fair play to you getting the first bit though. That's good. Well, I think you made that more obvious than you needed to with the way you described it. I have tried to make mine obvious. In yep. fact, the last two I pretty much said it. Right, okay. Okay. I thought this was films that your wife enjoyed. No. But then then when you said everyone will think it's on this list, I'm not sure she, she publicises her film <laughs> that much. If I said Bradley Cooper, John Favreau, Sylvester Stallone, Denzel Washington and John Krasinski. They're all actors who also starred in the films you talked about. <laughs> and with those films I talked about. When in the plays? No. Said it. Directed. Directed them. Ah. Every single one of my films was directed by the star. Ah. I enjoy it. That's good. Of course it is. So, Bradley Star Cooper. is Born was Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Chef was John Favreau. Rocky Three was Sylvester Stallone. Fences, which surprised me, didn't think he'd done Rocky Three. So, um, Denzel Washington directed Fences, and John Krasinski directed <sighs> A Quiet Place. I'm annoyed about Rocky Three. That threw me because 
Ah, oh, that threw me. I didn't. Of course, course he directed. <laughs> and I said it for the last two. So I was worried you weren't getting it. So yeah. I said Denzel directed Fences. And I said that Krasinski directed A Quiet Place. I thought oh. that'll do it. You'll get it from there. And obviously, Affleck directed The Town. Eastwood directed Unforgiven. And Orson Welles directed Citizen Kane. <sighs> Everyone's going to have got that apart from me. <laughs> but that was, that, was a great example, list. that was the example of a list I thought we'd probably do that list. Yeah. But I don't know if we'd have films that were that different. It's one we probably wouldn't have done because the films would be too similar. Because mm. there's a load That's of true. people that have done it, but it's like, eh, the films they've done ain't, I don't know, they've not been that great or they've not been amazing in there, so... But yeah, that's that's a great that's my list. list. Well done, you did well with that one. Yeah, did I did well. try. There's I did plenty. Try. Of, you you seeded it pretty well. That was, yeah, that was PG's like sort of foreshadowing. That was that was. <laughs> oh, good list. Good. I can't believe the Ben thing. If you stuck with the Ben thing, that would be amazing. <laughs> if you just stuck with the, it's all film starring Bens. I'd have just been like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it would have been a classic Dave list as well. It would have been yeah. perfect. It was tempting, but I thought no, and it needs to be achievable because it also. I, I wanted to make it. I wanted to make it achievable for the listener as well, mm. type thing. So that's fair. No, that's yeah. I go with that. I still think they probably would have got that. That's true. Now I was, t- I was almost tempted to say that you don't do a quiz because this is kind of feels like the whole thing's a quiz. It does, doesn't but I can't it? Resist a quiz. So let's quiz. Let's quiz. That one's not quite as clever as last week's, where if you didn't listen to it, I changed the words to a famous Bond line. Oh, no, I haven't listened to it. No, I know you haven't listened to it because you didn't comment on how perfect it was. <sighs> so, you never, you, I, I, don't, I don't think you listen to our own podcast. Dave. I listen to some of them, and the others, the others, my wife usually tells me what, uh, <laughs> what, what song I've done <laughs> what and what. Yeah, done, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It's that balancing act between I really like the fact that we've got listeners and we've got a solid fan base, but I don't want the fan base to get too solid because we'll get sued. <laughs> right then, um, your quiz, Dave. Right, my quiz is tied into our mystery list thing. I'm now asking you, what's the question, Ben? Nice, okay. So you're going to give me answers and I've got to tell you what the question is. No, I'm going to give you one answer. I'm going to give you one answer and I'm going to give you three question choices. Okay. Okay. Could the answer be right for all of them? You'll see. It's not one where you've just gone, one of these questions is what I was thinking about and these other two are also <laughs> fit. So, Ben, read my mind. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is achievable. Okay. All okay. Right. So. Is it like impossible? Could you see the quiz show impossible? It is kind of. It's more overly complicated until you actually figure it out and then go, this is a brilliant idea for a quiz. Yeah, it's more closely linked into Richard Osman's House of Games again. Um, But there you go, there you go. Okay, so this is... The answer is James Cameron. Yep. Okay. Who directed Terminator 2? Is the question, who drew the naked charcoal drawing of Kate Winslet in Titanic? Who collects houses that were owned by actors who played James Bond? Or who has the world's largest Lego Titanic in his home office? Okay. Two things here. One, I think I know the answer. Okay. Two, do you have the answers for the other two? No. I've made all of the other answers up. Oh, damn it. I 
kind of hoped you. I was kind of <laughs> hoping. And Martin Scorsese has all of Bond's houses. I did or, if I if I had done this quiz more in advance, I was going to make up facts for all the others as well. But no, I didn't have time. Um, James Cameron drew the charcoal drawing. He did. Yeah, I knew that. He did. Yeah, I knew he drew the charcoal drawing. Yeah, there yeah. Though the other two are legitimate. Like you've done well with those legitimate. This is going to be good. I like this. Okay. So yeah. Um, James Cameron drew the charcoal drawing Kate Winslet it's unbelievable yeah in a couple of ways yeah yeah absolutely yeah like like fair so, play so, 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 so yeah like he's put this in the script he's like right do the charcoal bit mate so who's going to do it I am <laughs> really James because we've got we can just hire a professional there's about a thousand artists to probably do it for free so that's, that's, I'll do it <laughs> right okay close set right okay we're moving on James <laughs> well, that, allegedly <laughs> <laughs> While I was reading that, actually, the um, another fact came up about related to Kate Winslet. Again. Yeah. So in that film, when she realised she was doing a nude scene with Leo DiCaprio, when she was introduced to him, she flashed him oh, just to break the ice. That's a way to break the ice. Yeah. Unbelievable. Good old Kate Winslet. Right. That's a great film. I watched that really <clears throat> recently. Uh, Titanic's yeah. amazing. It is a good film. It's th- three hours long and it flies past. Yes. Like legitimately, like you do not know the time has gone. Yeah. Great film. Good film. Right. Really good. The answer is asbestos, Ben. Asbestos. Asbestos. Okay. Okay. What is one of the middle names of Quentin Tarantino's second born son? What was used to create the snow in The Wizard of Oz? What was the discover? Sorry, the discovery of what was held... Sorry, let me read that again. The discovery of what held up filming for the for three weeks during the shooting of 12 Angry Men. I haven't so, written that down very well. No, sorry, I get what you mean, though. <laughs> so, has Quentin Tarantino used the word asbestos in the name of his kid? Second born. Second, of course. That's important. Did it Did hold use, up the sheet? It's obviously either two or three. And I'm tempted by two. Now, have you made the other facts up? Yes. Legitimately made the other yes. facts up? These are brilliant, Dave. <laughs> like, all of these... All right, the Tarantino one's a stretch. But all of these are believable. Okay. Like, whichever one is not the answer from two or three, this is amazing. And you're ruling out the Tarantino one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. Right, so which one do you think? Do you think it was used to create the snow I think in the Wizard, Wizard of Oz? I think they or used that. No, it can't be. That held it up filming for, for three weeks during the shooting of 12 Angry I Men. think the third one's too mundane. Because I think, I think what you did is you put in crazy movie facts or something like that into Google. Because how would you find out that asbestos shut down 12 Angry Men? That's not a fact that's relevant. Do you get what I mean? That's not something you would just trip over or know. So I think it's the Wizard of Oz used snow for asbestos. It better not be Tarantino called his kid. Go on, what is it? So Quentin Tarantino no. didn't call his son for that. <laughs> asbestos. It was used to create the snow in the Wizard of Oz. Perfect. Asbestos snowflakes. Jesus. Yeah, there you go. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. A sign of the times. My God. That's that's terrifying. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> really terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay, right. Uh, how many of these have I got? I've got. I think I've got four more. Do them all. I'm Five more. I'm okay. So the answer is ten thousand two hundred ninety-seven. Okay. Okay. And the questions are: How many Spider-Man reboots have there been? <laughs> that's a joke. It's not that one. Okay. <laughs> right. I'd watch them all. <laughs> 
How many snakes are there in the pit where Indiana Jones discovers the location of the Ark of the Covenant in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Far too many. 10,000 is mental. Is mental. Don't give me the eyes. It's mental. <laughs> How many balloons were there that lifted up the house in the film Up? Again, mental. It's about 500. How many human deaths are there across the Rambo, Predator and Alien franchises combined? Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so like 10,000... Rambo's, Rambo's ridiculous. Like, Rambo's got a ridiculous amount of deaths. 10,297. Is it oh, Snakes in the Pit? perfect. This is amazing. Of Jones. Human deaths across Rambo, Predator and Alien. Or balloons that were lifted up, lifted up the house in the film Up. It's not that... Up um, is gone. Up is gone. There's no way that was 10,000 balloons. That was about okay. 500. That was about 500 balloons for that. 1,000 at the most. Maybe it was 10,000 balloons. Okay. Snakes in the pit, though. It's, it can't be the deaths across those franchises. It can't be. It can't be. Like, the There's first a lot of films. But the first Alien movie's only got like, five people in it. Second Alien movie's got about five people. Like, the, the actual original Alien movies, there's no one in them. There's like, there's like seven humans in those movies. So if you take those, you've only got about 30 people in the first lot. And then there's, there's not that many. What was the other one? Predator, Alien, and... Uh, Rambo. Rambo kills a lot of people. <laughs> there's no way Rambo killed 10,000 people. It's got to be the snakes in the pit. It's got to be. You going snakes in the pit? Yes. There were 10,297 balloons that lifted the house oh, up in behave. And they drew them all. Behave. There was never 10,000 balloons. <laughs> yep. Yep. They drew them all. And that's how many balloons it would have taken to lift up that house. Legitimately. They calculated it, yeah. Because it's Pixar. That's what they do. Well... Colour me impressed and sheepish. There you go. There's no way. I can't believe that. All right. Can't believe that. There's no, there's no, no. No. There's no way when those blues go, there's 10,000 there. No, no. <laughs> I'm not having it. It's about 1,000. It's about 500. It's about three. It's not happening. Right. Next question, or next oh. answer rather, is Sean Bean. Ah, oh, yeah. Most so, deaths on screen. <laughs> Most times he said the word busted. <laughs> yeah that's fair alright whose voice had to be dubbed over in the Martian because American audience audiences couldn't understand his accent in the previews who had to trek two hours up a mountain every day during filming for Lord of the Rings because he was fear of, afraid of flying and who broke Pierce Brosnan's wrist during a fight scene in Goldeneye even though he was fighting the stunt double. <laughs> oh, I I've, I don't think I've ever been more impressed with a quiz you've put together <laughs> in this one. Because the, the work and the, the facts you've put into this are incredible. Because every single one of those are legitimate. <laughs> every single one. He's okay. he's 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 seen being in in Martian. Like he's proper Yorkshire. He's proper Yorkshire in, in the Martian. So it ain't that one. Because if they were going to dub it for the pr- trailer, they'd have dubbed it for the film. So he's he's not he's it's not the first. It's for the one. American audience, it's this is. No, they would because they wouldn't have bothered. They would have done it for all of them. They wouldn't okay. have bothered not dubbing it for the English audiences just because they understand Yorkshire. Okay. So no way. That's not that's it's not that one. Okay. He says, having said that, there was definitely 500 <laughs> balloons on the house for up. Um, oh, God. Um, so I think it, it's 
it could be the Lord of the Ring ones is almost too boring, but like it's still interesting at the same time. Okay. But I really want it to be the last one. Because <laughs> the thing for me, Dave, okay, here's my here's my conundrum is I want it to be the last one, because if it's not the last one, it's too impressive to put that <laughs> fact together. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Like putting that fact together is just too impressive. <laughs> like I'd be like if you said it was the second one, a little part of me'd be like I can't believe one. I'd be disappointed because I want to hear the story about how he managed it. Yeah. And two, it'd be like, how have you managed to pull that out of nowhere? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get that. So it's the golden eye one. It's the golden eye one. It's the golden eye one. It better not be the first one. So Sean Bean had to trek two hours up a mountain every day during filming for Lord of the Rings because he was afraid of flying. Ben, you made up that third one. Yes, I did. It's yes, amazing. Did. It's amazing. Go. Oh, imagine the story. How do you break a guy's wrist when you don't even fight him? That's yep. why I should have definitely not picked that one. <laughs> Actually thinking about it, that's mental. Why did I pick the third one? Like, <laughs> you screwed yourself over with the fact and I fell for it anyway. I'm annoyed. Uh, I'm I put, annoyed myself. I put that you in broke pro- Pierce Brosnan's wrist fighting a fight scene even though he was fighting the stunt double. <laughs> I put that in because I knew you'd be too intrigued not to give that one as the answer. This <laughs> is exactly and you were. You played me like a fiddle. Yeah. There was there was you absolutely played me. Of course it was the second one. Okay. Right, right okay. I got three more. Three more. Loving all of them. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're here. Okay. Symbols from a sushi cookbook. Is the answer? I already know the question. Okay. Tell, tell, tell the question right now. Go on then. Uh, what do they use for the green thing coming down for the Matrix? Oh, you're right. Yes. Okay, <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah, what, made up the famous it. green code in the Matrix. Do you want to hear yeah. my other answers? Yeah, go on then. So, what does Tom Hardy have tattooed on his upper leg following a drunken bet with Stephen Graham? <laughs> and, or, what was copied to create the symbols on the control panel of the alien ship flown by Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day? Amazing. There you go. Amazing. I only found out about the sushi thing about three days ago. Oh, really? Legitimately, That's I only weird. found out about it three days ago. Yeah, really randomly. I probably wouldn't have remembered, but it was only three, three days ago I found oh, out about okay. Yeah. Okay, right. I think I'd have, I might have gone for the Tom Hardy, Stephen Graham one as well. <laughs> it was a good answer. It's, it's, really it's a really good fact. All right. Um, right, the answer is very intense friendliness with nothing behind the eyes. Okay. Okay. And the question is... Ben White's performance review. <laughs> How did the actor who played Ned Shrebly in School of Rock describe Jack Black during filming? Okay. How did Vin Diesel describe The Rock during filming of a Fast and Furious film? Behave. Not having that. How? It's definitely not the one because you haven't named the Fast and Furious movie because you couldn't remember which one The Rock was in. You couldn't be bothered to research it. <laughs> How did Christian Bale describe Tom Cruise when talking about his inspiration for American Psycho? Definitely. So the quote is definitely the third one. Intense friendliness. Definitely the third one. Definitely the third one. Definitely the third one. You going with Christian Bale describing Tom Cruise like that? Yes. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. (laughs) The Ned Shrevely one was quite clever. But there was the, the minute you did not name a Fast and Furious movie because you you couldn't be bothered to find out which the first Fast and Furious movie was. You screwed that fact over. I knew they had been in, in a bothered. Fast and Furious film. <laughs> yeah, 
Christian Bale described him as very intense friendliness with nothing behind the eyes. He's bang on. He's, he is bang. He's terrifying. He's bang on. Right. Last one. Good. And the answer is inevitably tortoise sex. Um, I, I also know this one too, I think. But oh, I'm going to let you? you say the answers. Yes, okay. I, I know this one too. What can be seen in the background of four scenes in Leonardo DiCaprio film The Beach? Audio recordings of what were used as the sound of velociraptors in Jurassic Park? Or what code words were used when planning the London Olympic opening ceremony short where James Bond and the Queen jumped out of a plane? I do love your other two answers, but it's the Jurassic Park one. It is the velociraptors in yeah, Jurassic I knew Park. That. I knew it was I knew it was tortoise sex they used. Damn. The sound of a tortoise having sex. For the dinosaur noises. Yeah. I did know that. How cool is that? I didn't know <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was very good. Yeah. And you, and now when you're watching Jurassic Park, it's ruined. Yeah. Because you'll hear that. Like, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a tortoise climaxing. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Very good. There you go. I, yeah. I, I'm massively impressed with that quiz. Massively impressed with that quiz. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a come down now that we've got to do What's My Name again. Because, oh. uh, yeah, you know, it's it's... It's also not a great what's my name again this week. <laughs> it's never a come down, Ben, of this 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 segment of the show. So here we are. Name. So what's my name again is when we showcase an extra that didn't get named in the film. So an extra that that got given man with hat, woman dancing next to cage, and we have a proper deep dive into their career a little bit and showcase who they are and give them a, a little bit of a platform that they wouldn't usually get. And this one, just by accident, because they're the only unnamed um, extra in the whole film, because I picked A Quiet Place for my number one, and there's only about five people in it. <laughs> but luckily, one of those five is unnamed. So you've got Evelyn, Lee, Regan, and Marcus Abbott. You've got Bo Abbott, who dies right at the very beginning. Spoilers. Spoilers. And then you've got Leon Russell, who plays Man in the Woods. Brilliant. Classic Brilliant. What's My Name Again. So Leon Russell's the guy whose wife's been killed, and he does that really creepy bit in Quiet Place where he screams really loudly and gets himself, like, commits suicide by monster. Yeah. It's an amazing moment in the movie. Yeah. And he's a proper little journeyman actor. Okay. He's been in, like, everything and anything, playing what I assume is gruff old men. So... 2019, um, he's still going. So he was in Shameless, the American version in 2019, playing Chester. Um, he was in Video Palace playing Thurman. Never heard of that. Quiet Place in 2018 was 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 his third to most recent film. But he's also been in some proper classics. Now he's had like pretty much named roles in everything. I thought I caught one with The Chemist. Okay. There you go. But he was in the film The Chemist. Oh, right. Playing okay. the chemist. <laughs> wow. So if anything, he's not an unnamed extra. He's the star. Lead role. Yeah, wow. absolutely. But he's played Prison Warden in uh, Jerry Bruckheimer's The Chase. He was in Prison Break. Right. I don't remember him from Prison Break. He played General Jonathan something. And then, yeah, General Jonathan Krant something. But General Jonathan Krantz and the Mal... Yeah, I don't, so I don't know. So it might be that... You know, if you're a big fan of uh, Prison Break, you know exactly who I'm talking about. We watched it when it first yeah, came out. Yeah, we did. It was yeah. a while ago. <laughs> he was also the sheriff in a film in a TV show I loved called Jericho. 
Oh, right, okay. About a little town that that survives when a nuclear bombs mm. go off in America. It was amazing, that TV show, and he <laughs> played the sheriff, apparently. So it's one of those where he's played lots of different things. James Lehman in Alias. He's been in NYPD Blue, NCIS. Like, proper... Becker. Did you ever watch Becker with no. with um, Ted Danson in? Essentially, it was House, but a sitcom. <laughs> right, <laughs> Genuinely. Okay. Um, he was in The West Wing. Nice. He's been in Family Law. So, like, proper, he's been in The X-Files, because everyone's been in The X-Files. <laughs> so, he's diagnosis murder. How good was that show? Yeah. This wow. guy has been, if, if it was something you watched at three o'clock on a sick day on <laughs> Channel 4 in the UK, he's been in it. Yeah. Nash Bridges... He was in The Big Lebowski as well, so he's obviously done some big films there, but mostly he's wow. a proper journeyman actor. Seinfeld, so Star Trek, it links the day, Murder, She Wrote. Seriously, Fair if it's play. been on TV, yeah. he's been in it. What so, a career. Proper career. Matlock, proper career. Huh. So, um, And the show that I didn't think actually existed but does, Jake and the Fat Man, <laughs> which, is <a> detective, <laughs> which is a detective procedure about a... like renegade cop called Jake yeah. and his detective partner the fat man brilliant who is a fat man brilliant essentially so right. Jake and the fat man veteran <laughs> district attorney fat man McCabe solves cases with the help of his easygoing private investigator Jake Stiles uh, of course he does yeah so <laughs> so there we go so um, he was also in 21 Jump Street so I could keep going I'm, I'm just wow. dead the- impressed with the proper he was in the original equaliser with Edward Woodward so he's just been in like the proper decent shows. The guy's had a career that's lasted since 1952. 19- wow. So there you are. That is longevity. That is proper longevity. And you don't know who he is. If anything, he'd have been probably better for Who Are You than What's My Name Again. Probably, yeah. Probably. <laughs> so um, when you're next watching A Quiet Place with your wife, um, just lean over. And just as it's really silent, and you see the man in the woods, just very loudly, so you scare the crap out of her, go, that's Leon Russum. He played the sheriff in Jericho. <laughs> um, yeah, because that, that won't break the tension whatsoever. <laughs> he also played a sheriff in True Grit, the remake. Nice. So there you go. Leon Good. Russum. Good one. I don't think he's a future Oscar winner. But... And this picture on this picture, I'll show you this picture on IMDb. Like, look, search him, Leon Russom. I do not recognise him. Nope. That's like considering nope. the amount he's been in, do not recognise that guy at all. So Leon Russom, if you search on IMDb, just so you get an idea of who we're talking about. Cool. Fair play. It's the plugs. Go for it, Ben. Um that movie list podcast on uh, Facebook and Twitter, just look for movie list pod. Um, for, at Movie List Pod, I think. How do I not? How do I not search this beforehand? I don't know. Forty um, episodes or so we've been doing yeah, this series. Like Forty yeah, episodes fine. this season. Yeah, loads more before that. Yeah, great. Um, if you've got any list suggestions whatsoever, get in touch. If you want this podcast to keep going, rate and review because that always helps, and more people listen and and we keep going. And we're going to keep going regardless anyway. We've got yeah. nothing else to do on a Monday, Wednesday, whenever no. we do this. Um, yeah so just get in touch let us know what you think let us know your thoughts on the directors and the films Dave wishes he'd see again (laughs) (laughs) or film starring Ben's Um, and yeah we'll see you next time for what I'm hoping because I'm going to pitch it to Dave after this episode and it's going to be a little bit of a horror themed one I mean this will be our Halloween episode ironically (laughs) brilliant but (laughs) happy Halloween everyone (laughs) 
uh, and we will see you in two weeks. Say bye, Dave. <laughs>